Hey, hey, welcome back team. How you feeling, you water drinking, carbon dioxide producing, O2 breathing, protein building, hydrocarbon breaking, carbon based dust specks? Having a wonderful week out there in beautiful dust speck land on this beautiful little dust speck that we call Earth. Enjoying the ride is the little beautiful dust speck that you call you? I hope so, because life's amazing, you're amazing, this is amazing. Welcome back to another episode, episode 15 of Beautiful Dust Specs, a little episode on water, part two. We did part one in episode 14, you know, I always say we, it's just me, it's just this guy and this microphone and my two little puppies, Kaz and Hubs, kicking it, watching, hoping they don't bark at me, but they look like they're sleeping, so I just let them be. So, water, 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 water. Are you drinking water? Go drink some water, because you need water. From the fitness coach in me, the yogi in me, you need some water. Put some salt in there, add a little electrolytes to it, enjoy the ride. So, why is water so amazing? You know, what is so great about this whole thing? Think of the planet. Think of this thing, this thing that we always call the blue-green oasis. What is an oasis? An oasis is where you find water. That's what we're looking for. Mirages, every single, you know, story out there in the world. I just read The Alchemist, a great little tale of a fable of a guy, you know, riding his camel through looking for the answers of life in the desert. But what makes this planet special? Is it because it's a rock? No. That it's terrestrial, made of this solid thing that we can stand on, that it has just perfect amount of 9.8 meters per second per second of acceleration of gravity? No, not that crazy. Is it cool because it's part of a solar system? Hmm, no big deal. Is it really cool? It's got to be because it orbits around this thing that we call the sun. I hate to break it to you people, but those characteristics are not that great, not that grand, not that wonderful. There are amazing amounts of stars in the universe. We have over 200 billion stars in our galaxy alone, and there are possibly, possibly, theoretically what people believe, upwards of 200 billion galaxies. Do the math on that alone, and now calculate that if in this universe there are 200 billion stars in this galaxy times 200 billion universes, and let's say each of them have six to eight planets around them, all made of the same stuff, the same elements, all coming from the same Big Bang. It's not that special. In terms of that, that's where one of the things of the dust spec comes from. The, the title of the podcast is discussing this concept that you are on a scale, tiny, on an epic grand scale of wonder and awe. You are immense. You are beautiful. You are gorgeous. You are unstoppable in all ways, shapes, or forms. That's what we're trying to get with this, people. We're trying to get through to you in this world, in this podcast, that if you take your creative base mind and dive deep into layers of reality, you are shown, you are given, it is enlightening you with all the things you need to feel happy, healthy, and wonderful, feel stoked and awe. And one of the things that we don't take for, we take for granted is water. So what makes the planet special? It's special because it has liquid water. Period. There's no other way to say it. The water on our planet that covers over 70% of our land, 96% of that being salt water, which is all great and wonderful, it exists in a solid, liquid, and gas like we talked about in the last episode. It exists in liquid. We don't just have a little bit of liquid water. Guys, if we find liquid water on Mars, the Earth will blow up. Like, we'll be like, whoa! The nerds will blow up. The other people are like, whatever, who cares? You know? But we will. We, the nerds of the world, be powerful nerds. It's okay. You can be a nerd and a jock. Enjoy the ride. Be everything. Be all things enjoy this hydrated body and get into all the stuff that you are but if we find water on mars we're gonna freak we're gonna tweak out the things that we're looking for in astrobiology is simply liquid water heat and energy and liquid water where there's heat where there's energy where there's water there's life we think there's no life on the bottom of the ocean 
totally wrong. There may be more biodiversity fueled by these hydrothermal vents, this toxic, noxious gas, this thermal energy, not solar energy, but thermal energy, that the autotrophs down there, the archaeobacteria, can set up massive ecosystems for creatures to specialize in. And that's amazing. So this water, this thing that's all around us, has done everything. And when we think about it on an evolutionary standpoint, you think about it on the grand scale of the 4.5 billion year history that is this Earth, with 3.5 billion years ago, this Earth water coming on down, it has given us all the stuff that we are, all the stuff that we know and love. Evolution began in the ocean. The first amino acids, the first sugars, the first organic molecules that most likely formed up, which again is, you know, theoretical because no one was there, it would have started in the water. The water would have been the catalyst, would have been the medium for all things to take place. The water in you that takes up 65% of your body, in your blood, brain, tissues, muscles, all of it is everything that you need it to be. In that 65%, 75% of your brain alone, the thing that allows you to process what I am talking to you about and hopefully getting you stoked on, 75% of that brain is water. The blood, the thing coursing through your body that's literally just allowing for oxygen to be pulled into your your cells mitochondria to give you energy and then diffuse the co2 the toxic gases that are inside you outwards into space 83 percent of that blood is water the bones the skeleton that allow you to stand up and walk talk think and feel is 22 percent water 75 percent of your muscles the wonderful things that we're all going out right crossfit homies getting ripped y'all 75 percent of that is water so the thing that you are the thing that makes up the human body that is this thing that you get to be is incredibly in almost entirely water 65 percent of anything is a majority so this hydrogen dioxide this amazing thing i keep saying that the octa h2o the oh it's just, I'm getting getting tongue-tied with the, with the words here on the, on the chemicals. The H2O of the world, the water that is what it is. Sorry, I get really excited when I talk about water. It's just so great. Is just incredible. And in our body alone, it does so many different tasks. It carries nutrients. It carries nutrients on, in the oxygen. It carries oxygen to your cells. It helps you food break down. It allows for the food to be breaking down because of some of these properties we talked about to allow it to be turned into energy, biological energy that it can do. It cushions your organs. It absorbs nutrients. It allows for nutrients to be absorbed and carried throughout your entire system. It also removes waste. It cushions your joints and it regulates your body temperature. So many of these things in our body processes that we do every single day that we think are like kind of gross are epic. You should get stoked every single time you sweat, right? We don't do that. We're like, oh my God, I'm sweating again. I need some deodorant. Oh, gross. No, no, no. That is your body regulating your temperature. That is your body keeping this immense battery that is you from overheating and cooking. Your own body, he can cook yourself. That's one of the problems of being an astronaut. If your coolant system goes off and stops working, you will cook based on your own body heat. You know, the primary thing that is the coolant system is a skeleton of tubes that goes throughout your system. What's going through that system of tubes to keep those astronauts healthy and happy and cool? Water, y'all. So it does all of these things that allows it to do. Even think of the aspect of peeing. You know, we're like, oh, God, I got to pee. Gross. Bees, you should be, like, super pumped up every time you pee. That is your body osmotically regulating all things that you are. As your body goes through, if there's concentration changes, if too much or too little, the amazingness this is the homeostasis that is the human body that literally got me stoked on science. That was the beginning of this whole journey of nerddom for me was this homeostasis of the body. 
And one of the things that it does is this process of osmosis. That water will flow into or out of a system. Your body will regulate it. It will flow from high to low to regulate out and homeostatically balance hypotonic or hypertonic solutions attempting to find these isotonics. I'm not going to get into that too much, but it's just it needs to move. The water is constantly flowing, pulling things in and pulling things out and allowing things to be broken down. So all of this stuff can exist because of water's superpowers, because of water's amazing thing that it can do. And it starts with just its chemical composition, with the way that it is organized, with oxygen being on one side, and this slight little bond, this little bend in the molecule that's not a straight line, allowing it for it to be what we call a polar molecule. All that means, I'm sorry for my chemistry teachers in high school that just confused me, it's not complicated. It just means that one side is negative and one side is positive. The oxygen is a bigger molecule. It is negative. It has, it's, it's a little hungry. It's trying to pull electrons from this. And that's chemistry. Chemistry is stickiness. It's what sticks and what pulls to other stuff. On the other side is the hydrogens. These tiny little hydros that are down there, they are positive. So it allows for two sides. One side is negative. One side is a positive. In nature, y'all... Opposites attract. That's what it is. Positives are attracted to negatives. I don't know if I believe that or really agree with that in terms of like, you know, like everyone's like, opposites attract in life. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that with the old love life, but you know, what do I know? I'm single, so I'm not the best person to ask about this. And this thing, this polarity that allows it to do what it do and allows it to be what it be is because of this thing that it can form. When the hydrogens and oxygens bind together, the positives and negatives stick, it forms up what we call hydrogen bonds. Pretty strong, yet relatively easy to break. And that's water's first power, water's ability to do cohesion, ability to stick to itself and just do this by filling up a, gla- filling up a glass or filling up a spoon of water. That water will have a dome, it'll have a bend to it. Do the fun activity you did in school where you see how many water drops you you can put on a penny. It's staggering. It's in the 40s or 50s if you're really, really good at it. You know, and then you put soap on it and it breaks down. Why? Because you're messing with the hydrocarbons. Also, water has the ability to do adhesion. Adhesion, it can stick to other things. Think of adhesives. And this may seem like a mm, like a meh, like whatever kind of thing to you, but it's why things are here. So water is permeating through all things that is life. And one of the things you should be learning from these episodes, episode seven, all about energy and all about, you know, the whales and all this stuff, this this connectivity of all things. Episode 12, just connect to connections upon connections, circles upon circles, layers upon layers of interconnected systems systems is because water permeates through all of this. And one of the foundations, the things that we don't give enough respect to is the plants, is the autotrophs of the world. So think of a plant. And this blew my mind when I first thought about it. I never thought about it until I was old because I'd always like poo-pooed botany. And botany's not a poo-poo. Bot- botany's amazing. Botany should be studied more and more. If I could go back, I'd probably study plants more than I did because photosynthesis is epic. In order for photosynthesis to take place, it needs CO2 and it needs water. How does a tree that's 30, 40, 50, 100 feet tall, General Sherman's an epic tree, how does it get water from the soil up to its roots? First off, it absorbs most of its water through mycorrhizae, these amazing little fungies, through this awesome, again, connection of symbiotic relationships where the mycorrhizae get into the roots. It's like 70% of the water that is obtaken by roots from a plant is actually obtaken by the fungus. So the fungus 
fungus gives the tree water and the water and the tree gives the fungus sugar voila we're living in symbiosis y'all connections upon connections that's what science is all about but how does it do it how does it get the water to the top to continue to do the thing that it can do of photosynthesis it does it because of cohesion and adhesion forming up this amazing process that's called capillary action you can picture chains links of chains going up and up and up and up and up and as the water molecules stick the chain is connected it's also sticking to the sides of the xylem and as it goes it's going to go up to the leaf and it'll evaporate so i got to water your plant what's the first thing that happens to a plant if you don't water it it droops it it goes and it goes down you give it water miraculously it just goes and it just pops straight back up it does it because of turgor pressure because these huge central vacuoles in its body and its cells need to be energy needs to be filled up with water so that water can allow the plants to stand up to do photosynthesis to convert carbon dioxide to o2 and create sugar so that life can flourish and also as this water molecule will go up to the leaf it'll evaporate which will create a concentration gradient it'll put more less water up top than there is in the wet soil and you can just picture if i pull the chain and throw the top link off it'll pull the whole chain up if the chain is connected and this constant pulling the chain off pulling the chain up will pull the water up through the plant and hydrate the entire system to allow for photosynthesis to continue, allow for that plant to stand up and be proud and be awesome. Go outside, throw some water on a tree, hug the tree and be like, trees, my God, you're the bomb. I'm not trying to be a a tree hugger, but you wouldn't be here. The energy that is me, all of this energy at one time was sunlight, now converted through the process of photosynthesis. So this ability of cohesion and adhesion and capillary action is what allows for the plants and the trees and the wonder and the life to continue onwards and that's just some of it that there's there's infinite amounts of ways i could talk about cohesion and adhesion inside our body the second awesome thing that it can do it is the universal solvent it dissolves more substances than any other thing and that's including acids you put water in stuff it will start to break it down think of rust think of the power of think of seepage think of whatever there is in nature water flows water you know goes through and does its thing and again it's a solvent the reason why you can throw salt in a glass of water and the salt just miraculously disappears which is you can always like get weirdly excited about things i like getting like weirdly stoked on stuff for people and they're like what is he doing it's like throw some salt or some sugar in it and like start stirring and be like oh where's it going it's gone i'm freaking out man and just get like way too excited about it and like see what people react to they either laugh or they'll look at you like you're this weird nerd person you can also do it with the fourth thing we're gonna talk about here with ice floating it's really fun so it'll break it down. It's because it can stick. It, if you put it in with a polar molecule, it'll pull, it'll bind on and you'll stir it and it'll rip apart like the sodium chloride, the salt itself, and the salt will dissolve. doesn't seem like a big deal until you think about your body needs to break down molecules into smaller and smaller parts. Hydrolysis and... and um, dehydrogen synthesis dehydration synthesis reactions the inputting of this turning monomers into polymers and polymers into monomers it all these things can do your body will break stuff down that's why you drink when you eat and why you get thirsty because you put your balancing and concentrating regulations of various different elements inside your body you're breaking down the food and not only that you'll hydrate the blood that will go through the system a huge part of your digestion system you know like your entire large intestine and colon its job is to suck the water out of the waste product to continue to hydrate you if it what's the byproduct of the non-water waste is poopy that's poop you know you ever 
think of di- you think of uh, diarrhea. Sorry to get gross, but that's why it's so dangerous because you're not absorbing the water back into your system, and you can get really sick and get in trouble. You know, a lot of people always talk about dying of the flu. Most people don't die from the flu, like the virus itself. They die from not understanding that if you're pooping and puking out all your water, you need to hydrate, or you're going to perish. And that's a big issue with this whole thing. So the ability for water to do the universal solvents of the world allows for stuff to be broken down, manipulated, and energized, and it plays a role in photosynthesis and cellular respiration and all of it. And it really comes back to the third thing, which we've kind of talked about already. I shouldn't number three; it's on it's on my notes. Is the polarity this ability for the polarity of the water and polarity of all molecules to exist in either hydrophilic or hydrophobic tendencies? Things like salt would be hydrophilic; it likes water; it's attracted to water. The water will pull it apart. Hydrophobic is a nonpolar molecule; it doesn't like water. Think of a phobia; that's like oil on water. Oil is a, it's, it's, it's it doesn't have a pole; it's nonpolar, so it'll bind together and the water can't rip it apart and it's less dense and it'll float leading to the next thing that you probably have never processed i know i didn't until i studied this the fact that you can take an ice cube and dunk it into water and that ice cube will float to the top is awesome is epic, is wonderful, is amazing. We talked about in the last episode, the ability for ice to float on the surface is amazing. It's the only solid that floats on its liquid form. Process that. The only solid that floats on its liquid form. It does this because when it hits 32 degrees Celsius or zero degree, or I'm sorry, 32 degrees Fahrenheit or zero degrees Celsius, we should use Celsius in the world if you're not in America. You're, I know we're idiots, whatever. English is my measurement is silly. Metric system's epic. So these things, this water will then organize and will just get slightly more dense. As it loses its energy and becomes colder, it will it will organize into a crystalline structure and it'll just slightly, slightly get bigger. It'll slightly increase its density in the crystalline structure and it'll allow it to float, which allows for major amounts of ecosystems to not perish. If you can imagine ice sinking in a lake, that'd be catastrophic. That'd be detrimental. You don't even need to describe that. So again, you want to have fun with people. When your waitress comes over and puts ice, you're like, I'd like a glass of ice, please, because my water is tepid. Tepid, there you go. Good adjective for you. Pour it in there and then just get stoked that it's floating. Be like, oh my God, like this ice is literally floating on the surface. Like, can you believe it? And people, it's again, it's just fun. Just like get way too excited about science in public settings. <laughs> you're like, I always do it. I'm like, science, bro. It'd be fun. It's like making it like a TV show, like a weird like candy camera kind of nerdy thing. But anyways, I'm digressing. So the ice floating, the hydrogen bonds, the crystalline structures all allow that for to take place. So that is an amazing thing. And it, it, it's mainly for ecosystems more so than anything. That the ecology of the lake ecologies of the oceans, the rivers, the streams, the ponds, anything water allows for that to take place and doesn't decimate the ecosystem. And that's amazing. Its next amazing power, its next wonderfulness is this high specific heat capacity. It has the ability in essence to hold on to a lot of energy. It can absorb a ton of energy before it changes a degree. And you can just think of it as like storage. And that's an amazing thing to think about. It's really why you don't have massive drastic swings in, eco- in, in, in the temperature of the air outside. You, you don't go outside in the summer and then sit there and then have it just drastically go cold on you as soon as the sun goes down because the water in the, in the ground is still absorbing that energy. The water ability to hold on to the energy not only cools the air around you on a summer night, it also absorbs at the equator. And you wouldn't absorb energy at the equator you create currents you create some water that's hotter than others and it will cycle and it will spin and will pull and move the air with you creating weather and weather is just about 
pulling precipitation throughout the ecosystems. Energy and precipitation and ecology is based on the biomes, and the biomes are based on the levels of temperature and precipitation that exist. You have more heat, more rain, you have more life, you have more energy, you have more ability to sustain larger and larger biodiverse biomasses like a jungle. You take away that. A lot of heat, not a lot of heat, tundra and desert, if it doesn't, it's just based on precipitation. The tundra may look snowy like there's a lot of water, but it's just ice. It's not liquid water. Liquid water is the epic water. That's what we're going after. So this high specific heat capacity is what allows for weather, is what allows for all things to be an ecological system of the transfer of energy from the equator to the poles, the cycles upon cycles that is weathering and precipitation and creating climates, climates for evolution to flourish and to create niches, to create biodiverse ecosystems that allow for creatures to specialize and allow for nature to do nature's thing because of water, because water can hold on to this energy. It also has an amazing ability that has a high heat of vaporization. It'll take a lot of energy before it turns from a liquid to a gas. And this takes place. This is an ability, this is a huge thing when it comes to rain and precipitation. On a more slow, on a smaller level, on a human level, that's your sweat. Your ability to sweat is because of this, because water can absorb, and when as it breaks, as the energy energizes the hydrobonds, it'll break them, and they'll turn to a liquid. I'm sorry, they'll turn to a gas, and it'll permeate out through your eco, through your skin. It also regulates, you know, temperature. It'll regulate uh, salt concentrations inside your body, because our our bodies truly have no way of storing salt. We have to get rid of it through sweating and peeing and other stuff like that. So water, 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 water. It always has a play. It plays a role in everything. It's worthy of like. Getting a tattoo on your body that just says like water, because or just a molecule. Yeah, I've thought about I've thought about that. You guys are tired of me talking about my science tattoos yet? I haven't gotten one yet. I'm kind of a pansy, but yeah, maybe maybe one day we'll fire it up. So this high heat of vaporization allows for you to regulate your body temperature. And the last thing we'll talk about is its ability to have a neutral pH, which doesn't seem like a big deal. pH scale, remembering from high school chemistry, zero to fourteen, zero to six, incredibly that's acidic, that's acid, that's the, it rips apart molecules. It it is hungry for the you know the ability to rip apart electrons and in essence break stuff down and dissolve it you then have the other side 8 to 14 is the bases the opposite of the acids the water will act as a neutralizer you want to dilute an acid or dilute a base you just simply add water to it this plays a role in you guys your stomach is a turning burning mass of hydrochloric acid you ever have like heartburn or when anytime you puke or throw up that's why it burns you have acid inside you that if it concentrated could eat through this microphone and then eat through this desk it's regulated it's osmotically balanced out by the amount of water that is in my stomach but it's vital i need that acid to create digestion to keep it keep it flowing and keep it going so this water will play a role in neutralizing and balancing out the ph's of all the different elements and components of our body so that's awesome. That's amazing. That is the seven properties that is water. And not only that, you know, water is just part of life. Water is earth, air, water, and fire was the beginning of this whole thing. They didn't get it all right. That's not the elements of life. Honestly, water is, or life is really water. And then it's, I guess, just carbohydrates, lipids, proteins, and nucleic acids. There you go. That should have been what it, what it should have been. So we should rename that band instead of earth, earth, wind, what was it earth wind and fire that's i, I didn't remind this joke's falling apart on me as i talk into the microphone i was gonna make a joke like make it like you know water proteins lipids carbs and fats and nucleic acids that's a band name you know write it down don't steal it from me <laughs> sorry anyways i'm digressing here adhd y'all 
So this water is a part of this. You know, you think of the human history of all things, the sacred ability of water, and people will have fought over water. People had fought over lakes, rivers, streams, and ponds. The Roman abilities, the Roman ecosystem, the, the Roman uh, society was such an amazing society because of the aquifers, its ability to agriculturally change and move water. And this means something to us. We have to take care of the water. Not only do we have to take care of the water, Excuse me. We have to take care of the fresh water. There is very, very limited amounts of fresh water on this planet. And only 2.5% of the water on this planet is fresh. 98% of that is locked up in ice, which leaves very, very little amounts left over for usable groundwater. And you don't think that's a big deal, but we needed to water our plants to sustain this massive ecosystem. We also need to be able to drink it. And we're wasting copious amounts of it. We're wasting so much of it throughout the day. And that's something you should take into account. One of the things I want this podcast to do is to connect you with the things around you. I wanted you to get stoked. I have a glass of water next to me right now, and I wanted you to see it and look at it, touch, feel, and drink it, and understand this water has been here for so long, has been here for 3.5 billion years and its ability to do the things it's just sitting in this glass it's just this amazing thing i mean it takes the shape of any container which is really cool like bruce lee's amazing uh mindfulness exercise and like be like water you know it can flow it can crash it can hit it can it's just it's a cool thing i can't quote it right now because i don't have it memorized but water needs to be regulated and water needs to be cherished. Water needs to be understood as a precious resource and understand that the entire history of humankind exists through water. And I don't want to get too metaphysical with this stuff, but the water being water as water exists allows for life to exist on its surface. So therefore, in my mind, water plays a role in love. Water plays a role in, high, in, in art, in songs, in poetry. Water plays a role in war, in hate in sadness just because of the fact that these things exist because humans exist and humans exist because of water we would not exist without the water that is on this planet and that's an amazing thing and that's the connection that you get that's why you go through life with your eyes wide open and understand that as you sip water and you put it into your system it's hydrating you it's hydrating possibilities it's hydrating your future it's hydrating your today tomorrow and beyond until one day you're not going to be here long enough you're not going to have the machinery that's going to be energized to continue to you know be a part of it and put it into your system and you won't be here anymore. So as you exist now, wake up and understand that the world around you is epic, is awesome, is wonderful. It's hydrated. It's flowy. It has dynamic motion. And at the core of it is this stuff that I can turn my faucet on and have it flow into a glass and I can chug it and I can drink it and I can go, ah, and I can enjoy the ride. That is life. So go out there and be a hydrated, amazing thing and marvel and just a little bit of these seven amazing characteristics that is water because it's epic and so are you please 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 enjoy this thing that is life and cherish every moment that you have every sip of water that you take and all things awesomeness as you go throughout your life your day your week your year and your everything so you're an amazing beautiful dustbeck and if you dig this, and if you're liking this, and you're enjoying what's going on, please connect with my little beautiful dust pick. I'm sitting here hydrated. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know what's going on, what's resonated, what's making you think and feel out there. Connect with me on Beautiful Dust Specs on Instagram or Facebook. 
check me out on Twitter at at the underscore science bro or just go to beautifuldustspecs.com. Check it out. Enjoy the ride. Check out beautiful or audibletrial.com forward slash beautifuldustspecs and get yourself a free audiobook. Put knowledge into your amazing brain that you're now drinking to keep going. 75% of that brain that will interpret the sound from that audiobook and neuroplasticity episode two, y'all, will change and manipulate and make you a better person by the reading and thinking and feeling. You can do it. You can get it for free and you can help me out help me monitor you know get a little money to put back into this amazing little journey that is this podcast so all my listeners out there there's not a lot of you yet share it with your homies share with your friends rate and review me on itunes enjoy and help this thing grow you hydrated beautiful dust spec you peace